Today on the Shrewd Dudes Podcast, we're going to be talking about some crazy things that happened this week, including a journalist who cried and cried about doxing, decided to go doxing. And we're going to talk about how crazy that was. We're also going to talk about how the U.S. Uh, district courts decided to end the mask mandates and everyone in the U.S. is, is celebrating except Canada that decided like, oh, hell no, we're going to keep on like masking you on planes and you better just like it. We're also going to be talking about uh, all the other crazy things that Canada has been doing. Uh, but, you know, but further on, we're also going to be talking about the Babylon Bee, uh, or sorry, the not to be exposing some of the crazy stuff that is happening in the U.S., including from, uh, you know, blood-eating uh, trans activists, as well as another bloody, you know, blood-sucking, uh, you know, like leech, uh, Ilan Omar. We're going to be talking about those crazy things today on the Shrewd Dudes podcast. Blood-sucking leech, Ilan Omar. All right, all right. Welcome back to another Tuesday News Day. No, it's my favorite and... time of the year. It's the most wonderful time on watching us on of the week. Too freaking bad. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty much been freaking Band city fantastic. Yeah, it's been like fantastic. I mean, well, I mean, like it's like you know, uh, lips of TikTok got banned. Yep. Then, like, you know, even Charlie Kirk got banned from Twitter, like, you know, like, not that long ago. I mean, it's been, pretty much been the banning spree. Like, Twitter's just been going nuts. Ban. Well, this is not Twitter. Ban, ban. I know, we're, but, like, social media. Social media. Not, social media active. has been going on a banning, banning, banning spree. Bananza. Yeah. A and we're in on it. Yes. You know, we I feel are special. one of the victims. <clears throat> yes, we are. So, yes, just an update. Um, I did make a new Shrewd Dudes podcast YouTube page just for live streams, just because otherwise it's a pain in the butt to download stuff. It's true. So that's where we're going to be live streaming. We're not going to be putting any other content on there aside from our Thursday live stream show. That's it. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to put anything else up there because honestly, let's be. I am so tired of uploading stuff. And then two weeks later, it's like, yes, we looked over your content and we have decided that it is filled with harmful misinformation. Yeah. Even though it is scientifically accurate because we are the YouTubes. She is a witch. It's a witch. How do you know she's a witch? Because they look like one. Huh? I didn't think I looked like a witch. She looks like a duck. (laughs) Must be the warts. Exactly. It's got to be the warts. Yes. But it's been great. But uh, the funny thing is, like, it's, um, like, you know, every other place that we talk, it's great. Like, you know, we can, you know, talk about whatever we want on Rumble or BitChute or everywhere else. But YouTube is pretty much become a... Oh, it's just censorious to the highest order. And the thing is, I know how it works because they, they basically, all they do... Is that when you upload a video, they they scan your video using some kind of technology to to get your uh, to get what you say, and then they they scan your words 
but for key phrases, whatever. Mm -hmm. But you don't know what these key phrases are. They're always oh, a mystery. I know so. one of them is. Uh -huh. Free and fair. Oh, how dare they? How <laughs> dare they? Jeez. Free and fair. That is, a, mm -hmm. that is a sketch word to YouTube. How dare just, you? Just an update. For, it's a bit of an inside joke. Yes, we had our channel removed because we said the daring, terrible thing of saying the 2020 election was not free or fair. Oh, no, no what, what you got, what, what you should have done is we should have been like, the 2020 election, the most fair and free election. Yeah. Right? Every time we talk about it, be like, fair and free. Well, now <laughs> we're not uploading aside from live stream so they can screw Subtitle up. Subtitle this, YouTube. Subtitle this. this. <laughs> or it's like that one guy at the start of COVID where he was like, masks are totally wonderful. And then he like had the little cue cards that he was going. <laughs> I'm like, this is it's a awesome. Good, it's a it's a good way uh it's a good way to get around the censors because like they can only they can only translate whatever like whatever sounds mm -hmm. but they can't translate pictures. Yep. So we wish we could lay down a bit of a smackdown on YouTube, mm -hmm. but I think we're just have to gonna settle for the smackdown of this BLM activist. Oh, this was wonderful. So good way to start. Yep. I know, and what a wonderful transition. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like you're getting better at them. protester and rally. Oh, no, sorry. I only read the, the middle line. Viral footage <laughs> shows black cop punching BLM protester and rally against police violence. Oh. So, yeah, we're just going to watch it because it's just. So, watch this cop and this activist. Enjoy. There he goes. There he goes. Bad idea. <laughs> Bam! Take him down! Just smack them! them. <laughs> Just and, and the thing is, like, I you and I have gone through so many videos in the last like year and a half, two years, where like obviously like the cops did some terrible things in those mm -hmm. videos, especially here in Canada. Like that, those cops dragging that person out in Quebec out of their own house. Those cops dragging that poor kid on ice skates here in Calgary. Yeah. Like, there are so many times where we wish, like, you know, like, somebody would, like, mm -hmm. respond. But we always say, like, well, you, what do you do? You can't smack a cop. You, you can't, can't push back cops. against a cop because they are uh, they are protected. But, unfortunately, BLM doesn't get that. They like to be, like, you know, like, oh, we... We're special protected class. We don't we don't have to buy by the rules. We get the we get our it's like bam. It's like nope, you don't get your own rules. You get smacked down when you you know you you overreach kind of thing. So yeah. and this is this is what it reminded Danny of. Oh, this is, yeah. So so I I like so if anybody hasn't watched these, these are like Randy Orton. He's a famous uh, wrestler from WWE, and they've created a whole series of like Randy Orton like you know smackdowns. I, I would love for this person to be Randy Orton. And then let me show you what this looks like, what a Randy Orton takedown looks like. Okay. <laughs> so good. Oh, oh, Jesus. Watch out, watch out. Bring him down. Bring him down. Got him in the headlock. <laughs> It's over. It's over. It's all over. <laughs> this one's funny. <laughs> like, how do you not see this? 
Like, it's just, oh, yeah. right over. There he goes. Ah, yeah. oh, Course that he didn't even see it coming. Yeah, I think he can finish there after he got the rocket. Flying out like dragon. <laughs> yeah. That it's with one way to intro the show, I guess. It's peak absurdity. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's peak absurdity, so but it's BLM. so funny. And I'm like, I, I would love I would love nothing more than if like somebody like superimposed Randy Orton with that BLM activist, just like wham! Mm-hmm. Randy Orton takes her down. Or him down, or yeah. who knows, like right? Like at this point, oh, yeah. we don't know what that person was, you know. Oh no! They could like technically the, be like the activist. The activist. Yeah, we was... don't know if it was like a guy or a girl, oh, no, or was, it was maybe a, it was a maybe woman. it was like the alien from The Simpsons. You know, it was a woman, and apparently they are a fitness instructor. What? Yeah. Let's. Well, let's they, they should definitely get fired. Time. This. Oh, that's a terrible shot of it. I guess that's not a bad shot. That's not a thin person. No, not at all. It's, it's like is... a big guy. That is one beefy person, you know. Beefy woman, you know, and they big in the big in the hips, roomy, you know, yep. as uh, Doctor Hannibal Lecter would say. You know, this uh, is the kind of person that uh, Buffalo Bill would be all over. You are a horrible person. Who me? Yes. Why? <laughs> you're just no, I'm making a, I'm making a movie reference, like the idea that this is the kind of this is the kind of like you know like you know like overweight person that Buffalo Bill would be all over. Just saying, Buffalo Bill, man. I don't want to eat people. Well, uh, no, nobody does. <laughs> well, they do. Well, yes, yes. Well, th- you know, well, we are going to talk about somebody who does like to eat people, but that would be later on. You know, it will be later we'll, on. We'll, so we'll, we'll get to that story. We're supposed to be talking about right now. Yeah, which is <laughs> libs of TikTok. Speaking of somebody else who likes to like destroy lives, not libs of TikTok, but. This person. No, no, no. The person who's taking down. I know. Let's talk about it. Tech talk. So, lives of TikTok's popularity skyrockets after WAPO's failed docs and smear campaign. This is mm. from the Post Millennial. Mm. So, in the wake of Washington Post Taylor Lorenz doxing the creator of the Libs of TikTok account in a hit piece, supporters of the account's work have rallied around her in protest of this attack by establishment media forces. Some have, mm-hmm. some have even taken to replacing their Twitter names and bio profile pictures with Libs of TikTok branding. But ultimately, the organized protest has advocates spreading the message that the account deserves to hit the 1 million followers milestone. Amen, brother. Amen. Five minutes of watching a real-time graph, Libs of TikTok gained roughly 1,000 followers in five minutes. That's That's impressive. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, yes, follow Libs of TikTok. Let's actually check. I don't know. I do not have that many followers. Oh, let's do it. (laughs) Followed on live. Nice. 
So and how many do they have now? Do they actually say how many uh, followers? Seven hundred eighty-six thousand. Wow, almost seven hundred eighty-seven. They're getting there. So yep, they've gone up about a hundred thousand the past couple in the past day. Well done. So yeah, this was uh, April 9th. As of this morning, there were seven hundred six thousand. Mm-hmm. So they've gone up eighty thousand in a couple hours, I think. Ten hours, because it's probably yep. Eastern time. Yep. So that's, that's good to see, though. Amazing growth. Mm-hmm. So, but then that makes you question. It's like, okay, well, what happened? It's like, so Taylor Lorenz is this columnist from the Washington Post writing about tech and multimedia. Mm-hmm. So Seems legit, right? Yeah, Washington Post, after, you know, major outlet. Yeah, she went after the libs of TikTok and claimed that they have become a cr- powerful cross-platform social media influencer spreading anti-LGBTQ plus sentiment and fueling the mm-hmm. right-wing media outrage machine. Of course, you got to demonize and victimize. And why it matters. Oh, mm-hmm. no, you're terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and are then, a terrible. Of course, so lots of conversation about the harm of covering a powerful online figure, but not much about the harm done to the average LGBTQ people the account mm-hmm. seeks to drive out of the schools in public life. I hope mm-hmm. people read this whole story and understand the account's impact. Oh, oh, oh. See, all Libs of TikTok is doing, mm-hmm. they're not saying, they're not trying to cast, they're not trying to, like, do gotcha moments. They're not trying to, like, catch them in a lie. They're not trying to try and, like, deliberately mislead them. They're literally taking these people at their word and saying, this mm-hmm. is what videos they have posted to TikTok. Mm-hmm. And we're literally just showcasing what they're posting to the world because what they're posting is so horrific and stupid mm-hmm. that it deserves to be put out to the world because this is what the left is promoting. Well, and the thing is that um, Lips, of t- Lips of TikTok is probably one of the most defensible mm-hmm. um, social media accounts ever. Yep. Because unlike, you know, I mean, like like every other social media account, is opinion pieces. Tucker Carlson's opinion, um, you know, Jack Posoviec, Candace Owens, Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, uh, Lotta Crowder, they're all they're all opinion. And so they can essentially you can accuse them of like having opinions you don't like. But yeah. lips of TikTok is different because what they do is they take like real videos of people mm-hmm. on TikTok and they put them out there for the whole world to see. Yeah. And they're so effective at doing it. That that's why they're mad, but like they're not actually making any actual original content. Mm-hmm. They're literally just presenting the videos in their in their entirety. Yeah, and so they're this is all a we, sham. We've watched a few of them, but like let's let's just quickly view this one. Oh, this idiot! Yeah. Oh, this is just a snapshot of it. Dang yeah, it. yeah, but the, I I know this I know this one. It's the the guy who is like like. He's he's gushing at coming out come on coming out yeah. to his class, yeah. and he's like, "How much affirmation he got about it?" And I'm like, "Like, dude, if you need to go to a class and you know have them affirm you, you have some serious you problems, have some serious issues. Yeah. Like, you need to you need to figure out things in your own life before you go to children to to, to validate your life choices." I'm like, mm-hmm. eh, "No, no, bad bad boy." <laughs> now here's why this is a problem because what is going it's a on pattern. is. Well, this 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 uh, journalist Taylor Lorenz, uh, she uh, not only does she had a, a huge long pattern of doing this, she's basically like the attack dog. Yeah. I mean, to use a metaphor, she's basically the attack dog that the media like. She used to work for New York Times. Now she works for Washington Post. 
she she has made an entire career out of oust, uh, out of like basically exposing doxing and exposing people to ridicule for leftist causes. And, and she is like literally a very malicious and vindictive person. She does it and she doesn't care about the impact. And then this is what happened recently. This is like the thing that made this, so, this story so absurd is that she came out within the last two weeks. I think it was like early April when she did this. Yeah. And she basically recorded the video talking and, and, and going on and talking about how traumatic it was to be doxxed. And like, oh my goodness, people dox me. Um, and like, just watch the video. Look at what she says and how it like how how much is like she's pleading for for mm-hmm. for for pity right like this is this is why they call her a cry bully because yeah. she's all about being the victim but then she does the exact same thing she accuses other people of doing so here yeah. watch what she does here in this interview. I have had to remove every single social tie. I had severe PTSD from this. I I contemplated suicide. It got really bad. You feel like any little piece of information that gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the internet to destroy your life and it's so isolating and terrifying it's horrifying horrifying i'm so sorry (laughs) it's overwhelming it's really hard it's difficult to feel bad for a person like this i've had to remove every i've had to remove every there we go Okay, it's difficult to feel bad for a person like this because mm-hmm. a person like this, uh, like she, she goes on, on on national TV, cries about how hard it is to be doxxed, and then goes she goes out and doxxes a person mm-hmm. and puts up. And the, the the lady from Lips of TikTok has literally gotten death threats. She asked, she's had to go to a safe, undisclosed location because mm-hmm. of the actual legitimate threats to her life. I'm like, what a freaking hypocrite. And she knows it too. Oh yeah. Like if you go back, go go back Stephen to the uh the second tweet. The second tweet? Uh, the second uh, Twitter tweet. This one? Look at look at what she says. You know? She, like this is people like responding saying, like, hey, what about the harm that you're doing to this person? And and she doubles down and says, like, what about the harm done to the LGBTP? Like, so yeah. she she just completely ignores. The, 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 that the fact that she is clearly doing the exact same thing that she was crying supposedly crying and and begging people to feel sorry for her be like oh I'm just a victim I'm such a victim and then she goes and does the exact same thing she accused other people of doing which is just insanely insanely hypocritical like I'm I'm sorry this is like peak entitlement uh, ever um Stephen I'm, I'm not sure if you can. Um, if I if I send you a messenger message for the last tweet, can you grab it? Mm, yep. Yeah, I'm gonna grab. I'm gonna send you a messenger. There's one more tweet that she sent um, that you need to put up there. I'm just gonna grab it and send it to you here. Uh, where are you? Uh, so this is a. Uh, so I'm just gonna give you a quick. Uh, this is a tweet uh, that shows this is what she did. She went like in in her uh, research for this story. This because the, the Washington Post story was nothing more than an, an, a a very malicious effort to out this woman, to out the the lady from. Uh, mm-hmm. So here you go. This is Taylor Lorenz, and not only did she go to docs to basically expose the lady, she went to the to her family, 
And she basically tried to dox her family as well, threatened them with all sorts of repercussions if they don't, uh, you know, like, you know, comply. This complete idiot. What do you say? So, like, this is, of course, like, commenting about the harassing. Yeah. And then this person's like, harassing people is bad now? Isn't that what you do? Isn't that all you do? And it's like, (laughs) reposting their videos in a comedic Mm -hmm. light is harassing? No. No. Not. That's not harassing. Not harassing in any way. See, this is the problem with Taylor Lorenz. She is she is a professional actor. Like she's she's a, a complete and utter hypocrite. And she basically plays the victim when it works for her, but then she turns right around and then she acts exactly like the very mm-hmm. thing that she says. She you know, like you know, oh, we shouldn't dox people. But if I dox right. people, it's totally yeah, okay. It's and like. it's totally so this is the kind of person that I imagine if I'm if if you or I met Taylor Lorenz in person and talked to people who, around her who know her, we would probably f- discover that she is a horrible person. Oh yeah, like probably be like, yeah, this is a horrible person who has no moral compass and who is like the ends always justify the means for her. Uh, this is the kind of person. And the sad thing is, she has a she has she already has a reputation. And if you go to the Washington Examiner story, yep. They kind of cover that reputation a little bit more. This detail. is from so, more than a year ago. Yeah. So this was already something that people knew about uh, a year ago when she was working for the New York Times. So maybe you can go through the story here. Yeah. So Taylor Lorenz did this to herself from March 10th, 2021. Mm-hmm. So back then, Lorenz was a New York Times employee whose job was to bully and smear people, often private citizens, and call it journalism. Mm-hmm. Still doing it today. Naturally, oh, totally. her latest shtick is to cry victimhood. After using International Women's Day to claim that online harassment has destroyed her life, she once again whined that Tucker Carlson pointed out that she's one of many self-absorbed elites trying to paint herself as a victim. Mm-hmm. Among Lorenz's complaints of Carlson's monologue that he said her name and showed a picture of her. Yep. Yeah. And she's done this to many, many people. Uh, they, they kind of profile, they kind of basically go through a long list of people. That she has completely like that not not just people that she went after to try to like you know um, out them or like you know try to like you know uh, hurt them, but she basically like she's ruined people's lives like completely and totally devastating. Uh, if you go to like the the a uh, little bit down uh, when it says uh, mm-hmm. when Lorenz isn't blogging about children on TikTok. Yeah, She's making public fig- figures out of teenagers, trying to ruin their peers' lives by publicly branding them as racist, and trying to turn Kellyanne Conway's underage daughter into a left-wing celebrity to investigate a family feud. Uh, like this, basically, her her bread and butter is hit pieces. That's mm. what she does. So this is um, there's a reason why this entire story has galvanized uh, like the right, because. We know that libs of TikTok are an incredibly defensible and very highly moral, uh, like you know, like thing run by just a regular, regular woman, not like some high-profile person. Like you know, this is just a regular woman who is actually doing an incredible service to a lot of people. The reason why they are targeting her, because remember, the Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos, and they basically, they they basically run interference for like. Pretty much everyone. They're all connected. The Washington Post is really trying to follow the same same 
uh, goals and aims as the Democratic Party, the same aims as the social media. So yep. they're all tra- they're all basically trying to destroy her, destroy this person because they're very effective and because they're probably going to have a big impact on the the elections coming up in the fall. Hence, why they're targeting lips of TikTok now. What what uh, Taylor Lorenz does then? She does this. She she has this like this pattern. She does a hit piece, and then when she gets flack for it, she then cries victim. It's like that meme that you always see that 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 woman who's like taking like dirt or like poop or whatever, tossing it over a fence, and she's like you know like take that patriarchy, and all of a sudden like people over that over that wall are now tossing like three shovels, tossing dirt over over the mm-hmm. the thing at her, and she's like, help help. Help on the victim. Like, it's the same idea. This is Taylor Lorenz. Like, this is the kind of person that does deserves zero, zero uh pity. Because she is she is literally trying to intimidate, scare, and possibly like cause real harm to people. Like, imagine if the uh the family of Taylor of, of the, the woman from TikTok. Or lives on TikTok. Yep. Imagine if her family gets somebody in her family gets hurt mm-hmm. by some lunatic who decides to take matters into their own hands. Or, or imagine if she gets like you know injured, like you know gets like some some lunatic comes and and hurts her. This is the kind of like reckless and completely irresponsible action that leftists cheer cheer yeah. for when it happens to their enemies, but that they cry foul whenever it happens to them and. Or well, this not is even so, when it, whenever yeah. it happens to them, but whenever it's like, whenever they get any sort of backlash, then they cry foul. Oh yeah, like even the fact that it's like, mm, like doxing is a serious problem, Taylor. It's like the right is coming <laughs> after me. It's like what? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. we're literally pointing out that you were complaining about smear campaigns and you were complaining about harassment and mean tweets Mm -hmm. and now you're trying to dox somebody to put them out of business yeah it's not comparable it's not no no and i mean like here like one of the things that that we have uh it's a very common it's a very common talking point among conservative circles christian circles too is that we always we always have to be careful not to to let ourselves become like the people we hate Right, not mm-hmm. to let ourselves become like our enemies. Okay, if your enemy is is a lying, you know, like you know, pathological pathological liar, you want to be careful not to become like them. Don't let yourself follow the same pattern because eventually, if you if you're not careful, you will become. It's like Katie, Katie from uh, Mean Girls, right? Yeah, I don't know what's up with the horse, but it's like Katie <laughs> from Mean Girls. Um, she was trying to take down the Mean Girls, but then she ended up becoming. Exactly mm-hmm. what she hated. Yeah, and you know this is this is the, the the fear on the on the right. The problem is the left and the the left thrives on that. And, and this, she's not the only person. If you remember, uh, do you remember Kathy Newman, Stephen? Yeah, the woman who, like you know, like uh, Jordan Peterson took down. Oh, and no, and that's. Uh, I was thinking of Kathy Griffin. Sorry. No, it's Kathy Griffin, but no, Kathy Newman, the the lady that became famous because. Jordan Peterson absolutely owned her on her own show. And well, afterwards... She trying to, like, the reason that she, he owned her so badly in that video is because she kept trying to catch him. And then when eventually he's just like, what are you doing? 
It's like, so you're trying to... No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> trying to say that. You're just yeah. like putting words in my mouth, woman. Yeah. Men and, men, and, men and women are like, you know, like, you know, have equal opportunities. So you're saying that women suck. It's like, no, that's not what I said no, at all. So you're said. saying that I'm ugly. No, I never said that at all. Like, so you're saying that you just shut up and go back into the closet. It's like, I like, <laughs> like this guy. But the, the, the point is, Captain Newman, after, after getting so much, like basically embarrassed by the interview, she resorted to the age old tactic of saying like, oh, now all these like, like right wing extremist people are now like they're sending me all this hate mail and all these like mean mean things and all that oh poor poor me woe is me i'm the victim here it's it's like it's the common thing this is what they do and this is taylor lorenz in in a nutshell um this would be the same if it was a guy or a girl yeah really it really doesn't matter that she's a girl um the fact that she's a woman it doesn't make a difference she's a whole person her conduct matters much more than her sexuality origin absolutely so yeah if you have a chance definitely go join uh lives of tiktok on twitter if you're on twitter or find her on um uh find her the thing i think they're on youtube and a bunch of other places uh definitely they they need your support because they're an amazing they're an amazing uh, um um social media platform and they or social media Mm -hmm. you know like uh content creator and they do great they do great work they're they're hard workers so yep all right, so we're now we're going to be moving on to something that was wondrous and great. That was so excited when I heard this. <laughs> yeah, I was excited too. And so we're everybody on several planes. Mm-hmm. So U.S. judge throws out Biden mask mandates for planes and trains. Yeah. Woo! It's still yeah, in effect yeah. for Canada, so shh. Uh, boo. So a federal judge in Florida struck down the Biden administration's mask mandate for airplanes and other forms of public transit calling it unlawful. Well, it's about darn time. Yeah. So U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball, Kimball Mazel, said the National Public Health Agency had exceeded its legal powers in issuing the mandate. The U.S. Transit Authority said it would now no longer enforce mask wearing. The U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention just last week extended the mandate until the 3rd of May, but then that federal judge just struck it down because smackdown. I'm not going to watch that compilation again. So, Mazel is based in Florida, but federal judges can issue rulings that block nationwide government policies. Uh, they should have been doing that a lot earlier. Her order on Monday effectively removes the masking requirements in all airports, trains, taxis, and transit hubs. Some social media in- users reported that the order was announced on aircraft mid-flight, pop- prompting travelers to applaud and remove their masks. On Monday, the president mm-hmm. of the Association of Flight Attendants appealed for common consistency in airports and on planes to avoid confusion and chaos. Press Secretary Jen Psaki called the decision disappointing and noted the CDC still recommends travelers to cover their mouths and noses. Don't care. Mm-hmm. Do not care. You suck. Yep. Psaki. So, we should just call her, call, you know, we should just call her Jen Psaki rather Pisaki. than Psaki or Saki. Because <laughs> she just sucks. Oh, or I like, the, I, like, I like the more common or more fun name, uh, Peppermint Patty. I don't know who yep. coined that, but I was like, mm-hmm. that works. Peppermint Patty. Peppermint Patty is the one from Charlie Brown, right? Yeah, that's right. The 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 kind of like the ditzy kind yeah. of like you know in the clouds, like you know like that doesn't really know anything, but just acts like well, she like, knows everything. I remember I saw the picture <laughs> of like her in a green dress and then next to Peppermint Patty, and it's like, congratulations, you can never unsee this. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was pretty good actually. Mm-hmm. 
So Bailey um, McEnany calls out Pisaki for getting snarky over mask mandate ruling. So former White House press secretary Kelly McEnany, oh I miss her, criticized oh, current White House so press wonderful. secretary Jen Psaki for getting a snarky response to a federal judge ruling to vacate the Biden administration's transportation mask mandate. Psaki on Monday refused to confirm the mask mandate was no longer in place, though a judge vacated the requirement as unlawful. Unlawful. Mm-hmm. Unlawful. Yeah. Just to quickly follow up on the mask mandate being voted by this judge, what is the White House's assessment of what this means for travelers today? A reporter asked Psaki. Well, it just happened this afternoon. The press secretary dodged, and so the Department of Homeland Security is over, obviously oversees the implementation of this, and we're reviewing it as we speak. So it's still in place right now, the reporter pressed. They're doing it as we speak. It just came out this afternoon. And if there are any <laughs> updates while I'm out there, I'm sure we can provide them to all of you. Mm-hmm. Ugh. What is... uh, she's the worst there. I know. Oh, by the way, um, just... while, while, I, while uh, I comment on uh, Jen Psaki, I, I sent you um, uh, like a... a, a an article from the Daily Mail. They actually show the reaction of the people on the planes, which is awesome. But yeah, so Jen Psaki, uh, she said something that was ridiculous. She basically, uh, they asked her like, you know, like, you know, oh, so what do you, what does the government think about the mass mandate now that the federal government has like struck it down? And she basically said like, you know, well, I'm not a, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a you doctor. know, doctor, you know, are you a doctor? You know, unless I, I, unless you are like, you know, like, and he's like, no, I'm not a doctor. It's like, he's like, I don't play one on TV. And she was, was like so all stupid. snarky about it. Like, it's, it's like the dumbest, like, you know, kind of answers that people make up all the time. Right. Like it's. Yeah. This, Although, this oh, bad. If Peter Ducey had done, like, if he had done a smack be like, you realize that's a fallacy, right? Oh, I know. Are you as the press secretary of the United States endorsing a fallacy such as appeal oh, to course. authority? Of course she of is. Of course you, you know? are. What a ridiculous! Should be like thing. it's not a fallacy to say that I'm not a doctor, but it is no, a fallacy, it is a fallacy to, to, to appeal to authority. On any matter, if you are not an authority, that is a yeah. fallacy. It's totally a fallacy. Did you find the article? Uh, you sent it to me on Facebook. I'm guessing on Messenger. Yeah, yeah, it's really good because like, uh, like what what are the now? By the way, again, this goes back to what I always say. Like you know, I there's 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 a uh, news. Uh, People, people, I always try to explain to people, you need to like learn what news sources are, where they are on the spectrum of news. Okay. Let's, let's put this, let let me put it this way. Every news source is biased. Every single one. There's some that are worse. There's some that are better, but they, they're also, they also have either a liberal bent or they have a conservative bent. Like one thing I like about, for example, the Daily Wire is that they they have a conservative bent, but they don't they don't hide from it. They they mm. they acknowledge it. They they're full on like a, further down, Stephen. Um, they acknowledge it. They they talk about it in full in full uh, disclosure. Right. The problem is that the left doesn't uh, further down. There's like a video. On the I know. Bottom. I'm just looking at this, and this is like. Oh, you can read through them if you like. Go for it. Yeah. So these are people raging. So mm-hmm. Eric, I have no idea who Feigelding is. Oh, some random person. So I will not be flying Alaska Air. Until they reinstate public safety measures against COVID nineteen. Good, Alaska Air doesn't want you. I know, because <laughs> they were one of the first to announce face masks will be optional. So like, smoking and not smoking parts of the plane, peeing and non peeing parts of the swimming pool. It's like the coronavirus on an airplane. Meanwhile, in reality, of actual hospitalizations. <laughs> shut up! Yeah, you know yeah. nothing. You are a know nothing delinquent. They know nothing, and apparently, apparently, he's a doctor. Says so doctor, you know some things. Dr. Eric Ding, yeah. Yeah. Supposed to be a doc. This is the problem, too, that you have people who are actually, like, 
physicians or whatever, and they think like my credentials, you know, like you know, like you know, they they, they I'm right because I have credentials. My credentials, like basically like Cartman on um, on South Park, is like you know, must respect my authority. You know, like that's kind of what they're like. Is they're like the worst, really. These people are like like some of the worst people. But the problem here is that um, the 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 people who are the most they 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 love authoritarianism. They just they just tell you it's true because it's true because it's true. And like, well, can you prove it? No, it's just true. You just gotta like listen to the science. It's it's settled and it's all over. Stop stop like you know uh, fighting fighting science. It's been, like that's the approach. The problem here is like you know nobody wants to actually go into the science, which is just like, the most frustrating thing. But here at the very bottom here, it actually has the video of the here right here. This one. To watch the video of the um, people. That guy. This lady. Like flipping around like, you know. You can tell the people that are like fearful. They're like, I'm going to wear my mask. And I'm going to look straight forward and be very afraid. This lady right here is just like, don't look at me. There's, and there's quite a few people on there who are like, they, they can't, they, like, you know, they, they, they can't be. They're like, nope, nope, my mask is my protection. It's the only thing that keeps me safe. And there's that lady back there. And she's like, ah. yeah, This lady's just like, I hate everybody. I hate it all. And there's a, quite a few people who were crying that they, they that this happened while they were in flight. Oh, yeah, because they couldn't escape. They couldn't escape. It's scary, scary. They're the stuck fun, the in fun. a metal tube with anti-maskers. Well, oh, no. The, the funny thing is airplanes are some of the safest because oh, the air gets all the air like crazy. constantly gets filtered and recirculated. If this is an airborne virus, hence at, at, uh, airplanes, one of the safest places you can be because mm -hmm. they constantly filter the air, which is how the virus spreads. So don't give me this nonsense. The planes are like the most dangerous places like for flights, they're not. Safest. Safest. They're probably the safest places you could probably be if you're worried about like COVID. Same with schools. Go figure. Elementary There's schools. Children. You you are not getting sick from a child. I'm sorry. They we knew that early in 2020. Yeah, that was already a thing. <laughs> like Yep. But despite the fact that we know all of this and we knew we've known it for a very, very long time, uh, Canada remains scientifically literate uh it no. is what it is we're, we're scientific idiots up I here know. and trudeau transportation minister says no plans to update travel and masking policies so travelers in canada are still required to wear masks while going through airports and while flying and be vaccinated of course what, what kind of answer is that it is what it is yeah that is the most lazy and like completely Damn, that guy is yeah no right <laughs> like uh, I think I bet you his mom is like you know has to like cringe and like close her eyes when she kisses his forehead. You're like, because like, um, his name is Omar I... Algebra. It's like, um, <laughs> Omar, sweetie, get uh -huh. a haircut. You're an uh -huh. MP. Yep. You can afford one. Go get a haircut. Honey, honey and... whatever that facial hair is, uh, it's not working. You need yep. to cut it all off. Mm -hmm. Like just shave, shave. it all. Yep, honey. You you need to stop looking bald. like you're a homeless man in yeah. a suit. That's mm -hmm. not working. <laughs> yeah, at least he has the suit. He looks a little better than, oh, what's it? The former CEO of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, when he showed up to like, the Senate. <laughs> yeah. like, no, no, but like, seriously, take this, take this guy. Like, I, I swear, take this guy, like, like, do Photoshop, take his head, put it on a homeless man's body, 
and you would be super convincing. You'd oh, be yeah. like, "Yep, that's that's definitely a homeless man." Yeah, yep. that's a homeless guy asking me for money. That that's a like a vagrant, you know, right there. <laughs> yep. So during an appearance in Calgary on Tuesday, Algebra said oh. that Kendall would continue to follow advice from experts and doctors. Never say who, do they? Never yep. say who. No. And the mask regulation is in place and it's based on the advice that we receive from our experts and our doctors. And based on data, it is proven that mass prevents or reduce the transmission of COVID, which is a lie. We know Garbage, lies, you never yep. prove it. There is no change in our regulations. <sighs> Wherever the advice that we receive changes because circumstances change, then we will change our regulation. But for now, it is what it is. You what? Like, you know, I wish I could just send the like, three stooges in there and be like, you know, like just basically mm -hmm. like smack that guy up to the head. This is the kind of dishonesty that is so prevalent in our government. And they wonder why we don't trust them. They just like, just trust us. We know because we have doctors and scientists. Which ones? Oh, we, we, we're not a liberty to say. Well, what science are we using? Uh, we, we, don't, we don't have that right now. Well, you know, we're just, just trust us. We know what we're talking about. Okay, do you have any science whatsoever about like mask usage and like the viruses and all that kind of stuff? Uh, no, but you know, don't worry. We're we're following we've the science it, closely. And that is enough. Ugh, it's just it's the dumbest that's thing ever. Well, that's how they've always addressed this. It's just that, been the dumb, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's exceptionally stupid because it's basically just saying it's like, well, if you don't take our word for it, yeah, and especially Dr. Fauci, because Fauci's like, I am the science, and anybody, I am the science, I am the science. <laughs> Anyone who contravenes <laughs> me contravenes <laughs> science. Yep. They are conspiracy theorists. Y'all just conspiracy theorists. Yeah. And like, you know, and we don't have a Rand Paul here in Canada to sick on him. You know, just like, no. just terrible. Like we, we have, have well, like we have some close people, but they are doctors. Nope. And so they don't have the weight of their expertise. The, they don't have the gravitas. The gravitas. The gravitas. That's right. <laughs> like we do have good politicians here in Canada. Like we yeah. do have Derek Sloan, we have Pierre yeah. Polyev. These people are, yeah. and Pierre Polyev, like on COVID, he's been 50 50. He yeah. was thoroughly behind the truckers, which is great. Yeah. But so was Andrew Shear. I'll give him that. Andrew yeah, Shear was, like was too. solid. Yeah. Andrew Shear, when he wasn't leader of the Conservative Party, was great. Has was so great. wonderful. I love I loved seeing him in Parliament. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the problem here, uh, ultimately, the, 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 the bottom line is. Canada is the most dishonest has the most dishonest government I have ever seen. Yep. In Canadian history. I, I've never seen a government so blatantly lie to its own people. And that takes us right into our next story. <laughs> it does, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So Gilbo, Canada's moving in the right direction. Gilbo lauds lockdown for cutting emissions. This is from uh -huh. Mm -hmm. So government imposed lockdowns and travel bans cut Canada's greenhouse emissions and environment minister Stephen Gilbo couldn't be happier. Yeah, of course he could. So yeah. according to the Black Blacklocks reporter, a Department of Environment report acknowledged the government's climate targets benefited from from public health restrictions. Hmm. 2020 was marked by the COVID-19 pandemic coinciding with a decrease in emissions. So the executive <laughs> summary. I wonder why. Yeah, because you told people they couldn't <laughs> leave their house. That's strange. <laughs> According to Go the report, figure. national emissions of carbon dioxide and other greenhouse causing gases fell by 9% from 738 million tons to 672 mm -hmm. million tons. Mm -hmm. The government has set a climate target of 519 million tons. Only two pros saw an increase in emissions. Alberta up 8% and Manitoba up 6%. Hmm. 
Hmm. So in response, he saw the drop in emissions as an achievement for Canadians. Progress happens. No, no, that is not an achievement for Canadians. That is an achievement for your little pet project Mm -hmm. that you're trying to achieve. Okay. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me like way too much of the Chinese, the Chinese government that under, under Mao, like Mr. Like one of the most like horrible criminals of the 20th century. Like seriously, he's Mm -hmm. a, he's right up there with Stalin and Hitler. Yep. Uh, Mao has something called the Great Leap Forward, yep. which was a program that they wanted to create this utopia, and they didn't care how they killed, how many people had to die in in for, for the cause for the the greater good of this like great program, mm-hmm. and and Stalin did the same thing during his government. He basically he had an ends justifies the means approach to like this great like workers paradise that he wanted to create. And, uh, oh, you know what? doesn't matter how many millions of his own people, like the Ukrainians, had to die. Yeah. Like, they they were dying by the truckloads uh, because they couldn't eat because this, this lunatic decided that, like, you know, well, the, the pursuit of this greater goal, this greater good, was more important than the human lives and the human toll that it, that it was costing. This is basically Gil Bull right now. Mm-hmm. He's basically saying, oh, look, we, we got our little pet project. Oh, who cares about how many people died as a result? I mean, yes, like emissions go down because people aren't driving, because people are staying home. They can't do anything. So Los Angeles saw the same thing. They're like one of the most polluted cities in the world. And yet their emissions went down because people aren't driving. But who cares about the human cost of how many Mm -hmm. people committed suicide? How many people overdosed? How many people died from... uh, uh, you know, like delayed surgeries, like all these things. And we've already proven lockdowns are only good at one thing, increasing the death toll. Yep. That is the only thing that they're good at. They do not stop COVID or viruses. They only they only add death on top of the virus. That's all they do. And so, like, like I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I just get mad at people like this that are just so incredibly out of touch with how much damage they're doing and they're mm-hmm. patting themselves on the back and, and they're literally like dancing on the graves of all the dead Canadians that like, like, you know, cause let's face it, this government and all their policies have resulted in like, you know, like thousands of dead Canadians because oh, yeah. of their existence on lockdowns. And they're, they're, they're doing this victory dance on their graves. Yeah. Like these are, these are horrible, evil people. Well, and like, and, of course, like this is a report yeah. out from just today. Over half, and this is still, like, we've been pretty much over the pandemic for the past year and a half, over half of Canadians still struggling with financial difficulties. A new poll Mm -hmm. shows that after half the country is struggling to cope with personal finance issues, and some even saying they are close to breaking down. According to a public Mm -hmm. square research survey commissioned by The Hub and conducted between April 8th and April 11th, 51% of those polled said they were having difficulties with their pocketbooks. When broken down further, 36% they had minor struggles that made some days difficult, while 9% they were struggling said they were struggling a lot. Meanwhile, 6% they were near the breaking point or had already reached rock bottom. Uh-huh. On the other hand, 49% said they were doing just fine. But then again, three or four years ago, these number this 49% would be in the 60s or 70s. Yeah. So things are much, much worse. Yeah, than they were I'll, several years ago. Well, I also saw another poll in another place that said that uh, it was it was high. It was like you know something like thirty, forty percent of Canadians said that they were like two hundred dollars away 
from mm-hmm. basically um, being unable to pay their bills. Yep. $200 away. That's how bad it was. Oh, like, I, and I know, like, you and I both know this from personal experience and the people that we work with. Yeah. Like, these majority of Canadians are, to say they're living paycheck to paycheck would actually be a bit of, it'd be too loose. Yeah. It'd be, oh, I got my paycheck. All of it's gone in, like, three days. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you live like this? But yeah. that's, well, that's the majority some people do it probably. by choice. Mm-hmm. And then some people just they they do not make enough money to keep up with inflation and well, increase costs. Yeah, and the problem is that this was a problem before the pandemic mm-hmm. that nobody like people were like what what is it one one paycheck away from you know like not yeah. you know losing their house or whatever right things only got worse with the pandemic people lost jobs people lost careers people lost yep. a whole bunch of stuff. And and the Canada has actually like completely sabotaged any recovery, and we're a lot of people are saying we're we're not even heading toward a recovery. We're heading towards a recession. Yep. Which means more people are going to die because recessions always result in dead people. Yep. And the problem is that this government, I, the, the the thing is, here's the problem I find with government and with uh, people that that worship the government. That's like the government's our savior. Like the government loves to always throw blame as like, oh, if it's not the billionaires and the like the rich people and the elites, then it's like, you know, the oil companies or who, who whoever else it is. The problem is the people who are the most responsible for human suffering in our society yeah. are the people in charge, the government. And that includes Trudeau. That includes Jason Kenney. Yep. Includes you know, like everybody in everybody who's in charge, who's doing this, they always blame somebody else, but they're the ones. And it's not like just it's it's putting blame where it should be. Yep. Like you, we can we can be mad at the police officers who enforce the laws, but really the government and the people in the charge are the ones throwing laws. out those orders. Yep. Really, it's not the police officers that are at fault. It's not the doctors who are pushing these things. It's the people in charge who are threatening them. So really, the 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 a real danger is the that is trampling all over its citizens and pretending that they care. Like like Justin Trudeau's the worst at this. Mm-hmm. He loves to pretend he cares about. This is how he gets elected. He he talks about how how I care about Canadians and about the poor. Can every one of his policies it it only benefits the rich. Yep, and it always hurts the poor. This guy is the biggest demagogue. I've ever seen. Yep. Seriously, it's he's a, he's a, he's an absolute disaster for our country. And yep. speaking of that, works well with the 40th anniversary. It does of the charter. It does work well with the 40th anniversary of the charter. So, uh, this is from the Charter Center for Constitutional Freedoms on mm-hmm. freedoms, not freedoms, on the charter's 40th <laughs> anniversary. Who had the worst bunk in Canada's lockdown barracks? So as the Charter reaches its 40th anniversary this Easter weekend, the Justice Center has released a new report. Who had the worst lockdown? So yeah. April 17th marks 40 years since the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms became a part of Canada's Constitution. But this state had been marred by a long list of serious Charter infringements perpetrated against Canadians by the federal and provincial governments over the last two years. Mm-hmm. The report notes that during the first few months, there were relatively little difference across the country in provincial responses. But as time went on, the responses to COVID became more dissimilar and less grounded on proven science. 
<clears throat> Along with the federal government, each province claimed to be following the science while violating Canadians' charter freedoms to move, travel, associate, assemble, worship, and exercise control over their mm -hmm. own bodies. Still, the extent and severity of charter violations varied by province. Out of curiosity, Stephen, before you finish this, uh, who do you think had the worst uh, violations and who do you think had the least restrictive violations? So, What are your guesses? Provinces? Yeah. Which province did the worst? Manitoba. Okay. Which province do you think did the, did, uh, like, was the least restrictive or like the violator of freedoms least? I mean, they're probably going to say it's Alberta. Okay. Well, you know, keep going. The answers might surprise you. Saskatchewan? Yeah. So from worst to least worst. Uh, Manitoba. See, Manitoba I, would was third. I, would, I would put Manitoba above British Columbia. You would think so, but they, they talked about, like, you know, some of the things that Manit that British Columbia did that Manitoba didn't do quite as hard. For example, I, I British suppose Columbia, I suppose British Columbia kept fine. churches closed entirely. Yeah, they still completely. do. Completely. They yeah. still do. Well, and in some areas they had to... Yeah, like, I, I think I'm more... If it was saying by, like, mid-2021 or early 2021, mm -hmm. or even late 2020... Mm -hmm. If it was ba based on that, Manitoba would be by far the worst. Manitoba yeah. in late 2020 and early 2021, they were was pretty brutal. Brutal, like they were yeah. dictating what you couldn't couldn't sell and buy in Walmart. Yeah, they were pretty they bad. Were which is why you well, they like we remember what happened to Tobias Tisson's church. Yeah, they how they are like crazy. Well, they basically blockaded the highway. To prevent yep. the church from having worship services in their cars. Yep. It was like, pretty brutal. Manitoba was really brutal mm -hmm. in that time period. And then they changed their health minister and things eventually loosened up. And now, of course, British Columbia and Quebec are awful. Yeah. And I'm not sure why they're saying okay. Saskatchewan. I can explain to you why Alberta and Saskatchewan are like, you know, like uh, one and two respectively. The reason is because Alberta would be the best. Except that they are the only province that jailed pastors. They jailed pastors, yep. The only one. And and they basically said, like, Jason Kennedy says, like, oh, it's not my fault. I'm not supposed to get involved with uh, the courts. But he did go, his mm -hmm. government went and got the injunction that yeah. res resulted in the pastors getting jailed. So it's a, it's basically a, a bold-faced lie to say that they had nothing to do with pastors jailed. No, it's because the government themselves sought the injunction that was used to jail pastors. Yep. So yeah, that's why Alberta did like, mm -hmm. you know, second second worst out of all the provinces. Yeah. So Saskatchewan, like, you know, and I will say that they were kind of like one and two. Like they yeah. were kind of like, you know, side by side. So the report is on the Justice uh, Center website. Uh definitely encourage you to go check it out. It's very detailed. They they always do a lot of detailed reports. Mm -hmm. Uh and you're always going to be informed at the um Justice yeah. Center. Mm -hmm. Yes. But it's not just the Justice Center that's commenting. So Ted Morton. So the after National 40 Post. years, the Charter is still one of the worst bargains in Canadian history. Rather than the People's Party, today's progressive now see the people as the problem. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can exit out of that. So the 40th anniversary of the Charter of Rights is an appropriate time to assess how it has changed the way Canada's governed. Have there been winners and losers, and if so, why? Biggest losers have been provincial governments, and those of us both in Quebec and in the West who would prefer to be governed by legislators who live in our neighborhoods, share our concerns, and are elected and accountable to us, rather than by distant, unaccountable judges in Ottawa. The risk was mm -hmm. evident at the outset. The architect of the charter, Pierre Trudeau's highest priority, 
was to blunt the party Quebecois' French-only education and language laws, which were creating an exodus of Anglophone voters and Liberal Party's voters out of Quebec. The more Anglos that left, the stronger the separatists became. Trudeau understood this, so did PQ Premier René Lévesque, which is why Quebec refused to sign the Constitution Act in 1982 and still refuses to to this day. Hmm. So, and of course, Western premiers had similar fears of a strongly centralist bias. In Charter Interpretation, for a decade, they watched Trudeau's handpicked Chief Justice, Bora Laskin, strike down provincial laws for reasons of federalism. They justified mm-hmm. they justifiably feared a similar bias in Charter Interpretation. They would never have agreed to the Charter without the now infamous Section 33 Nonwithstanding Clause. The Nonwithstanding Clause allows the province to insulate a law from a judicial veto if it deems the judges have made an incorrect interpretation of the Charter and or mandating an acceptable unacceptable policy. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like, uh, so just uh, John Carpe was talking about the Section 33. It's a, <laughs> it, it almost made me laugh. Like they, they basically said like, it's basically like almost like half of like you know, Order 66. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's basically like what it says, like the, the, so like the courts decided this. Oh, that's that's nice. Uh, yeah, we don't think we don't agree. We're just mm-hmm. going to do it. We're just going to ignore it. Like imagine like having a law like that. In a country like ima- imagine having the federal court judge in the states that overturned the mask mandate, and having like you know New York be like, "Oh, that's nice. Yeah, we're just we're just not going to follow it. Thanks, thanks for your thoughts." That's basically what Canada has. It has a nuclear option in every province. Every province could just like ignore judges' decisions. I I was like I was I was so shocked when I found that out. I was like, "What a garbage." Like, like, uh, like just our, our entire, like, like, you know, system is so fundamentally broken. Like it, it is just this, like despicable how broken our system is. It's, well, it's actually, pretty bad. Like I, I would actually tend to disagree. Like mm-hmm. the fact that provinces can insulate themselves from federal rulings. Mm-hmm. Now, like that would grant the ability for provinces like Alberta or like, say in the states that would grant mm-hmm. the ability for states like florida to be insulated from the mask mandate in the first place sure and so i'm actually in favor of this because it grants more rights because it's more of a federalist system it's mm-hmm. more of a republican system in that it has more municipal more local governments having more power than the federal system yes now we're of course pleased with the with the mask mandates being repealed and so it's yes. like oh well they can't act in opposition to it mm-hmm. but the smaller the control of government, the better. Yeah, but it basically only works one way. It only works in the way that, uh, like you know, a government can um, can reject a court mm-hmm. from doing, yeah. like you know. But but, that, but think about it this way: Ontario, the Ontario government is basically like locking down the citizens, or Manitoba mm-hmm. government is locking down the citizens, BC government is locking down the citizens, and what's the only recourse you have against the government acting like you know against its own citizens you go to the courts yeah and so a government that basically says like the court says like yeah sorry you can't lock people down it's like against the charter and then the and, and the government basically says like mm. oh that's nice yeah we're gonna lock them down anyways yeah section for thir- everything section 33 doesn't go far enough yeah well th- the problem is that the government can basically it basically gives the government no accountability 
The government can do whatever they want. Can the, the, that's that's well, we've we've talked about this plenty of times on the show. The Canadian governmental system basically is set up to remove accountability, to remove checks and balances to power. Yeah, basically. It's it's so unfortunate and it's led to yeah. travesties that people 20 years ago would never see coming. Yeah. But that's how it's written in the charter. Like the charter has been around for 40 years. Yeah, it's... And how did no one see that this was an inevitable outcome of yeah. what was written in the charter? Well, in, sec- in Section 1, uh, it has been one of the biggest mistakes of the Charter. I mean, I they, they, they talked about it, but I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry. Like, you know, the American Constitution, this is one of the reasons I really agree, I really admire the American mm-hmm. Constitution because they do a much better job. There is oh, no not there is no Section 1. Rights enshrined. They are not optional. They're not, yeah, they're not like, you know. They're not uh, conditional upon the government. Yeah. Saying, okay. Yeah, because Section 1 has proven to be the, basically the string. Like, you know, like, you know, there's those cartoons that somebody has a string that's sticking out of their yep. their, their jacket or their, their sweater. And then all you have to do is hold the string and then like the whole and sweater rivals. falls apart. Yep. The whole thing falls apart in one shot. That's basically Section 1. Yeah. You know, you think All like, oh, it's just a little thing, but freedoms. no, they just grab, they just grab it, and bam! Like, you know, we're like standing there, and we have no, no coat, no sweater, no protection. Yep, that's how, that's how, like, how fundamentally uh, sad the charter, because we always believed the charter was there to protect us, and we realized like the charter is only as strong and as effective as like the government is willing to enforce it, and we found in the last couple of years that our courts are. Like the courts in the states are uh, so much better, but the courts in Canada are so bad. They're like it's, I've never been so disappointed in like our judicial system as I have been in Canada. It's been brutal, mm-hmm. and um, and I mean it all goes together because like we don't have the same system of checks and balances the states has. Right now, Justin Trudeau is essentially free to operate as a de facto dictator mm-hmm. in our country. He has no check on his power yep. right now. Well, for and three it's, years. it's not even that. It's, yeah, for three years because the NDP are just like, yeah, we're okay with you having no checks and balances to power as long as you throw us a bone now and then. Yeah. The system is built to encourage corruption. Yeah, it is. So. And, and, and that only shows because Trudeau has gotten away with three major scandals. Mm-hmm. Scandals that any other government would have probably buckled. If imagine if like Trump had fallen for any oh. of these 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 scandals, the Wee scandal, the SNL scandal, Essence. the Essence you know even the Aga Khan, like the Aga Khan going to his like uh, island thing. That that alone would have been enough to like you know get oh, Trump. You the know, media would have never. Yeah, they would have impe- well they impeached him off on of, like the trumped most... up charges. Well, and trumped up like you listened to that Ukrainian phone call, and it was like. Okay, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's basically just saying we should be investigating this because this is clearly <laughs> corrupt. And they're like, this is quid pro quo. And it's like, no, no, it's not. Not even close. Like Biden was not officially the nominee at that point. Mm-hmm. So that's just saying maybe we should keep like our corruption under tabs. Yes, we mm-hmm. should. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like if any of these had happened to Trump, even the Republicans would have turned on him. Yeah. But the way that the system is set up, like liberals, the only liberal to turn on Trudeau was Wilson Raybould, and she was immediately kicked out of the tr- of the Liberal Party. Yeah. Because 
Party before people. Yeah. Corruption Trudeau, uh, and leader before people. Trudeau only values um, complete and total obedience. Uh, obedience from his minions. He doesn't. He doesn't like independent thinkers. Nope. Which is mm-hmm. why Raybold is out, and it's why Canadians are suffering. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> speaking of other people who are suffering far worse. Yeah. Speaking of people goodness. who are suffering, dang. So this is from Not the Bee. Congratulations, trans activists! You've helped a male blood drinking Satanist, rapist and murderer get into a women's correctional facility and possibly impregnate two prisoners that's such a mouthful (laughs) this dude is a guy and identifies as a woman Mm -hmm. so you may be among the lucky americans who have never learned of the terrible case of perry surf a man who in 2002 committed unspeakable violence against a woman in new jersey raping robbing and murdering so surf did not just kill the woman however it is pretty disturbing yeah did you did you read the story oh it's not entirely, but uh, I can also, I can kind of like I can kind of give you a quick well this is maybe this a is, watered down okay this is basically just like a very op- apt description of this dude. Let it be known I am Lucifer's maiden servant sent to Earth, born of sin, to bring suffering and pain, darkness and evil. Bad yeah. evil guy, bad dude. Yep. Basically, this guy kicked the woman in the head so many times that he basically broke her neck and killed her. And then when she was dead. He had a blood, like they called it a blood fetish. So he decided yeah. to be like a vampire bat mm-hmm. and just decided to like, you know, help himself. This guy is like a lunatic French. He yeah. should be in an asylum. Mm-hmm. But instead, he basically identified as a woman. So, yeah. so yeah, Surf began to identify as a woman in 2005. Uh, Surf is now listed as female in official documents and has been transferred to New Jersey's only correctional facility for women, Edna Mahan. So... And this is, of course, this the printer-friendly version, EMCF Edna Mahan. And so anything interesting going on at EMCF these days? Well, two women and female-only New Jersey prison are pregnant after mm-hmm. ACLU lawsuit forces jail to house transgender inmates. Well, that was obviously mm-hmm. going to happen. Mysteriously mm-hmm. became impregnated by their fellow inmates after trans women were allowed inside. You yeah. know, th- there's there's a point um, I was reading in um, uh, the book that it's a book called uh, Lip Not by Lies, Rod Dreher. He said that's one thing that they did in the Soviet Union to get people to comply is they basically got them to say lies over and over mm-hmm. and over and over, even if they knew they were lies, because there, there's something called demoralization. Yep. When you've when you've given in enough and you've basically sold your soul and compromised enough. Uh, eventually you basically start believing your own lies. And I think this is what might be happening with a lot of people on the left or people who are trying to appease the left is that they've given in so much that they basically have to believe absurdities. Yep. Like this is this is the state of many people in, in, in the States and in Canada. They are so, they're so hopelessly dependent on the lie that they they basically have to force themselves to accept total absurdities, and and this isn't just in this the transgender craze. It's also in abortion. Like Stephen, you and I have dealt mm-hmm. with people that you, you you point out obvious absurdities to mm-hmm. them, and they can't they can't even get themselves to the place where they they can acknowledge the absurdity because by acknowledging it, they they basically would go down the the path they don't want to go, which is to basically 
accept what they can't get themselves to accept, which is that, you know, a ba- you're actually killing a baby. Yeah. Or there's actually men in this women's prison and there's a reason why they've been pregnanting women. It's like, it's, they, they, they're so deluded. It's, it's truly, mm-hmm. it's truly like, you know, like, um, uh, it's almost tragic. Yeah. And of course they want to, like, they want to hide from any information or any data or any facts or any logic that goes against their frame of mind or their reference. Oh, yeah. Which is why YouTube removed Tucker Carlson interview with woman who detransitioned. No, Lena Kirshner so yeah. spoke to Tucker Carlson when a clip of her interview was posted to YouTube. It was taken down for violating YouTube's policy on spam, deceptive practices, and scams. <laughs> which, so, which one of those it Helena is? Kirshner began taking testosterone at the age of 18. She was lured into the realm of trans ideology, believing that she was not female. After delving into online fanfiction community, she po- spoke to Tucker Carlson, and when a clip of her interview was posted to YouTube, it was taken down for violating YouTube's policy. The video showed a segment of a longer interview Kirshner gave to Carlson about her transition and detransition, where mm-hmm. later down the road of gender identity exploration and questioning how she found her way out and what her view on the gender industry is after her experience. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, Tucker thanked her for this experience. But... It is scary that YouTube and other big tech platforms would censor mm-hmm. the the live experience because they're like, oh, what we care about is lived experience. Like we have to be concerned about the lived experience and lived suffering. This is the mm-hmm. lived experience of someone who's detransitioning. And so yeah. therefore, because they're detransitioning, they're becoming ungay. Therefore, they are n- they're not they're important anymore. They're becoming an untrans. Yeah, they're detransitioning. They're detransitioning, and because of that, they are now the pariah amongst big tech. Because you can't talk about people who detransition, because according to big tech, they don't exist. People are yeah, never so, unsatisfied with their transitions. You know, it is so funny because the, one of the big talking points on the left, particularly for trans activists, is that they say, like, you know, like, oh, you, like, you know, they, they're, they're saying that trans people don't exist, that they're trying to wipe out my existence. The idea that you know, like you disagree with me, hence you're, you're making me invincible or you're, you're saying that I, I don't exist. Nope. I'm like, and yet here they are again. And they, they basically, they're trying to say like, you know, oh, these people don't exist. They're not real. There's not, a, it's not a thing. Um, This is the dirty little secret yep. of the, like, it's like the elephant in the room that they, they desperately want to hide because here's the problem. They're, pro- they're proposing a lie of such massive, like, you know, of such a massive lie, which is the idea that if only you became, you, you follow the trans, like, you know, path that they'll, it would lead to your salvation, to your redemption. And, and the problem is there is a, a massive, massive group of people who have been through this road, who feel horribly like, like they regretted it, like horribly. And they can't have people believe that. It's kind of like in the Mormon community or the Jehovah's Witness community. If you're a Jehovah's Witness, you're not allowed to talk to somebody who left. Nope. You are not. It is it well, is like, the most taboo thing. We know is of course our friend Tate used to be a JW. Mm-hmm. And he's told us well, he's told me especially mm-hmm. quite a few things about like what happened when he left. Mm-hmm. And how those that left before him were treated, and now how he's being treated, and the only person that he still gets along with in that community is his mom. Yeah. The, 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 basically, if you leave, 
the cult, you're dead to them. Yep. Because the cult is so so fragile and so vulnerable to information that they basically have to insulate their people in order to prevent them from ever finding out anything that might, you know, discourage them from being part of the cult. Yep. This is why and there was an article I read like uh, this past week. It was great. I'll have to like share it uh, with you at some point. But the article basically, this guy, this guy studies uh, like, you know, religious cults for a living. And he basically wrote a really amazing article, like pretty much going through how like the pattern that cults used to, to bring people into the cult and to mm-hmm. make sure that they stay in follows like exceptionally closely the pattern that is used by the left in a lot of these things. And he basically said, this is basically a cult without the religion. Yep. That's basically what they are because they need you. They need to get you when you're vulnerable. They need to, uh, you know, they, they slowly spoon feed you the, 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 the nice things and they hide from you the more radical parts of their beliefs until you're really, really deep in. And then they have to insulate you from anybody outside that might talk you out of it. Mm-hmm. And right now, the, there's so many kids, teenagers and everywhere else, that are so, like, they, that they are so heavily invested in yeah. keeping them within that bubble, that that safety of that cult bubble, that if if anybody came out, any big, big person came out and said, like, this is the dangers of transitioning, it would it would absolutely blow apart this whole yeah. this whole thing. This is why they they so desperately need to censor the idea of detransitioning yep. because they need people they need these children to believe that that transitioning this is, is the thing that will save them and that there's no downside to it. Yeah. That there is absolutely only no downside. And only wonderful things await you. No, it's yeah. not true, and it's been scientifically proven that it's not true. But they still deny it because yeah. it goes against what their narrative teaches and the people that they want to control and usher into their new society. Yeah, and the people that are part of that, like the people that are, that are pushing this are like, let, let me put it this way. Uh, one big theme that we've seen across all these stories is that the people in charge do not give a crap about the vulnerable. La, La, Taylor Lorenz, she doesn't give a rat's, like you know, a rat, a rat's <laughs> behind about like the LGBT community. She is using them. She is happy to use them because they get they afford her a level of power. She doesn't care about all the people that might suffer as a result of these like you know forced transitions and all this kind of stuff. She doesn't care. She couldn't care less about them. And and, yeah. and this is the sad thing is that the people who actually care about these people and want to protect them are the, the being demonized as being the bad guys. Yep. Like it truly is like the, mm-hmm. like the, the Pied Piper basically is what it is. Yep. Well, speaking of demonizing the wrong people as the bad guys, let's talk about Ilhan Omar. Mm-hmm. So Ilhan Omar crit- slammed for criticizing video showing people singing Christian songs on a plane. Oh boy. So yeah, let's just watch a little bit of this video. Mm-hmm. I think it's muted. So. Yeah. So they're they're singing a popular Christian song, at least a po- popular worship song, and 
Ilhan Omar was deriding it and attacking it. Mm -hmm. So she came under fire for deriding a video showing passengers singing Christian songs aboard a plane and wedding might happen if her Muslim family also had a prayer session on a flight. Minnesota mm -hmm. Democrats shared the video in which two people are seen singing the spiritual songs on the aisle in an easy jet flight. The Daily Dot reported, I think my family and I should have a prayer session next time I'm on a plane. How do you think it will end? The Muslim squad member wrote. The video, captioned Worshipping Jesus 30,000 feet, 30, feet in the Air, was shot and posted on Instagram by oh. Jack Jens Jr., who founded a group called Kingdom Realm Ministries, according to TNZ. Mm -hmm. So several Republicans ripped Omar for expressing anti-Christian sentiments. So this is, of course, more little snippets from the video. Mm -hmm. And why do you hate Christians, Ilhan? If the freedom of religion we enjoy here in America disturbs you, feel free to pack your bags and head back to Somalia, Sudan, or wherever you're from. Take your brother with you. Treated Georgia congressional <laughs> candidate Vernon Jones. <laughs> GOP Florida congressional candidate Jose Castillo said, In America, Muslims can do can and do pray in public. Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. You can hear some of their... When you go near mosques, you can hear them mm -hmm. be a loudspeakers. He added mm -hmm. in a tweet that Omar wants a country where Christians aren't allowed to do the same. Omar should go back to her own country, apparently referring to Somalia, where the naturalized U.S. citizen was, of course, born. So this is like I would I would have more of an issue with the singing mm -hmm. if it was in a flight that wasn't chartered. Sure, if these were like, like random if, people on a regular flight. Yeah, if they were flight. just like, all right, let's sing sing worship songs in the middle of a flight, and it's like Okay, like did you say that you were gonna do this a part of the flight? Yeah. Like were other people aware that there was going to be, that this is going to be like a worship flight? Mm -hmm. But like, this was a, a chartered flight by the church. Yeah, because they were sending everybody to, to Ukraine. Every, everybody on that plane was likely people who were traveling mm -hmm. for that specific purpose. Yeah. I mean, like, well, if imagine, imagine having a bus mm -hmm. where everybody on that bus is a youth group yeah. and be like, you know, so you take a video and be like, oh, how dare they sing on a Bus. Like, well, also, well, yeah, it'd, it'd be like that, or it'd be like employees of a of a a hall. Yeah, be, like when we when we as a church rented out that hall on Sunday afternoons, the the hall would be like, oh, like they're renting out for to do worship, and it's like, yes, oh my gosh, sacrilege! Yeah, the thing is that, like, let's face it, like Ilhan Omar. Like a lot of other Republican or like you know uh, representatives, Democrats, yeah. they they uh, yes, uh, representatives. Um, they they like a lot of people. They see something and they just have a quick response. Yep. Right, and they just kind of tweet it quick. It's like, oh, that sucks, and so they make their little quip and you know, like feed that their their Twitter followers with their their infinite wisdom, and they do that. They do that because they don't. They know they're not going to get any repercussions any from feedback, it. Yeah. No, they, they, if a if a, if a conservative, if a Republican, if a you know Canadian, you know, like you know, right mm -hmm. right winger like uh, like us and all that. If you if you post something like on on Facebook or on Twitter or on anywhere else, you run the risk of being deplatformed. Yep, you do. None of these people have ever feared that that thing. They know they'll never be deplatformed and they'll never face never any repercussions. Face any real challenges or consequences. Which is why this the only repercussion they get is the criticisms that they receive for yep. their 
really horrible things. Well, and of course, like this is an opinion from NBC News. So no, painful no. singing Christians, a viral critique and a very revealing backlash. The swift backlash <laughs> to Ilhan Omar's skepticism just proves her point. In theory, there's a separation of church and state. In practice, public uh, displays of Christianity are generally treated as wholesome, quintessentially Americana. Uh, Non-Christian religions in the public sphere, in contrast, are often treated as curiosities at best and threats at worst. Religious minorities are told implicitly or explicitly that they aren't entirely American or that America isn't for them. Americans I don't just know where they're told that. Oh, I know. Of the truth over the weekend, after a video of a group of Christians singing to the other passengers, which were also Christians and were also part of the same mm -hmm. group. Thank you, NBC, mm -hmm. for being dishonest. Well, of course. On an airplane flight went viral. The video appears to have been shot by a pastor named Jack Jens Jr. He uploaded the same video to his Instagram account. Mm -hmm. As you can see, some passengers seem amused. Some are recording the performance with their phones. Some appear indifferent or bored. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what happens when some people aren't into the worship. Yep. Some people appear indifferent or bored. There's mm -hmm. not a lot of context with the clip. Jens appears to have been doing charity and evangelical works recently near the Ukrainian border, but it's not clear whether this flight was a part of that. Well, he literally announced during the flight that they were taking goods and materials on that flight. So again, mm -hmm. you're lying. Seems we don't like know whether flight. the singers asked fellow passengers for permission or whether it was a charter flight. No, we do know it was a charter flight. Again, my goodness, NBC is, is like the criteria reporting. for reporting for this low. This is bad. Mm -hmm. As a Jewish atheist, how does that work? <laughs> the person, okay, who wrote this article? <laughs> no one Berlatsky, you're an idiot. <laughs> he, uh, no, okay, that is a thing because Jew, being there's two kinds of Jewish. There's Jewish, oh, there's the religion, Jew. there's a cultural Jew, and then there's like the like you know uh, what do you call it, like where you are, you're a Jewish descendant. Yeah, there, there's a lot of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's like so an, he's, a, I, he's an atheist with a Jewish heritage. Yeah. When I'm in the air, I just want to get where I'm going. I don't want to listen to a mediocre chorus reiterating that my neighbors think I'm going to hell. Well, good. Then don't get on a charter flight with other Christians. Yeah. Don't get on a charter flight. Well, and it's like it'd be the same argument if you were in the Middle East. It's like, yes, I'm on a flight in the Middle East. Oh, they're doing a Muslim prayer session. Be like, oh, like what if you did a Christian prayer session? Well, if you did one, that would actually be a good point be, because it, they probably would be pissed. Oh, they'd be well. You'd have a serious consequence. Yeah. If you had like a public prayer session on a Middle Eastern flight, you wouldn't just mm -hmm. get odd looks. No, you'd you probably would be arrested when you down. land. Mm -hmm. Like there'd be serious consequences. But mm -hmm. this article is so poorly written and so poorly researched. Yeah. And doesn't consider the actual cultural effect of what she's saying. Mm -hmm. that it's just like oh my gosh like they're just criticizing her because she's a muslim oh yeah. islamophobia is rampant in america now look what he says like you know in contrast like the muslims in the u.s are regularly demonized and targeted with hate crimes no. i'm like give me a freaking this is like the victim narrative all, many, all over like, again all, all the like anti-islamophobic or anti-islamophobic hate crimes that have been committed in the past few years have all been fraud yeah, that's all the ones that I've heard over the past few years. It's like, oh, yeah. good job, girl. Fake. Yeah, yeah, it's fake. Like, it goes on and on because I mean, they just and, have and, to make themselves into the victim. Well, and, and let's 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 face it. Like there was like ob like some understandable were, yeah. backlash uh, directly after nine eleven. People were very scared. Of course they would be, because you you suddenly have an unknown enemy. 
you don't understand Islam. They are like a, a very visible minority. So people don't know. And so, of course, they're going to be mad right after 9-11. But after 9-11, that almost entirely died down. Mm-hmm. The idea that like like Muslim hatred is this phenomenon that just like never ends is, is garbage. This is like, again, this is what they do. It's always the victim narrative, the victim narrative, the victim narrative. And yet the funny thing is the group that is most aggressively and mercilessly and, you know, like attacked and, and attacked without any repercussions in America are Christians. Yep. Hence what, you know, like this, this whole thing is. So, oh yeah. Like Pence was attacked relentlessly because of his faith. Yeah. And then of course the funny thing was to be like, oh, like think about Mike Pence and how much of a like influencer and embracer of the patriarchy that he is that he won't go anywhere without his wife. And then it's just like, oh look, you're yeah. having sex scandal after sex scandal. Is Mike Pence mm-hmm. loyal to that? No, because he has this policy. No, he sure isn't. And he's a decent person. You are not. Hmm, go figure. Yep. <laughs> yep. It goes on and on, but this is silly. This is yeah, and like I was saying, especially like, on it, Easter weekend. Yep. Like, if somebody is doing a Muslim prayer in public, we're like, mm-hmm. okay, that's fine. Whatever. Do as long as you're not like infringing on someone else. Like, if you were, if you were saying, be like, okay, in the West, we're going to have, like, to have it blare over the loudspeakers, and we're going to have like pointing to Mecca, and it's like. Did they charter this flight? Is this like <laughs> flight specifically for Muslims? No. Yeah. Like they can do it privately. Mm-hmm. But this wasn't even this wasn't on a public flight. This wasn't no, disturbing non Christians. And the, this is the problem is that like you know most of the most of the leftist media. I mean, people always say whenever whenever I talk to people, they say like you know well everyone's biased. I'm like yes yes everyone has a bias. But not everyone is dishonest. Mm-hmm. The problem isn't that the left and the right both have biases. The problem is that most most of the left wing publications are dishonest. Yes, and that is my issue. It's not that they're biased, not that they have a, a left wing perspective. I'm like, yeah, you'd understand if they had a left wing perspective, and they admitted it. And stop hiding behind the idea that we're objective. I'm like, give me a break. You guys are leftists. But I mean, like, you Open know, if I'm blush. okay with you being leftists. But at least be honest. At least and stop lying it. to people. Yeah, you're like not centrists. Do, you're do not basic journalism. Yeah, yeah. If you can't do that, then you shouldn't be doing this. You get paid yeah. hundreds of dollars for an article that you didn't research at all. No, like our like our Canadian media, like our, yeah. our government sponsored government paid media. CBC is the worst propaganda shite. Like I, I actually do. I actually have been thinking about like like talking to you. And be like, can we just not use CBC ever, like mm-hmm. as a source ever? Because I genuinely do not want to support them in any way, because mm-hmm. they are they are like the most deceptive uh, media source, and they're and they're happy about it. Like it really is. Like it has gotten pretty pretty. Um, it's gotten bad. Heinous. It's gotten pretty hate country. Yeah. I don't want to support them even by giving them the the time of day of actually using any of the reporting. So okay. So we do yeah. have to fit to move on to our final story. Let's finish up and then we'll go. Okay, so we're gonna these stories might not seem related, but we'll connect them. So toxic <laughs> and obsessive young people bailing on social media. There was a time when Facebook was for old people, Instagram and TikTok was for young people, and Twitter was for well boring people. It's true. 
yeah, and now it's like Facebook is still mostly for the older generation. Instagram and TikTok kind of like, eh. and then Twitter is like, do you like being censored? Then be on Twitter. So, mm-hmm. but more and more young people are deciding that all the social media, that all of social media is a huge time suck, pointless, and even detrimental, and bailing altogether. That is true. Zoomers mm-hmm. are known for being glued to their phones, but some 20-somethings are taking a stand against all-consuming acts, such as TikTok and Instagram, the New York Post reported, calling them toxic and obsessive. These young people hmm. say they're regaining control of their time by stepping away from the scroll. The Post wow, beeps for them. I know, good. Recent survey of 10,000 teens commissioned by the investment bank Piper Sandler that only 22% of respondents between ages of 7 and 22 named Meta popular photo-sharing platform as their favorite app down from 31% in spring 2020. When you delete it, you do realize that you don't need it. Gabriela Steinerman, 20, told The Post. The economics major dumped both Instagram and TikTok back in 2019, so the relief she felt after unplugging was almost immediately. Wow. Almost immediately. In an even more extensive study of more than 84,000 young people released last month, researchers found the use of social media is linked to poor mental health for adolescents and teenagers, especially around puberty. They found that young people who spend a lot of time on social media can have poor body image and low self-esteem. Mm. Mm. Yep. Because mm. everybody's telling you how to feel and how to think. Mm-hmm. Which, if there's a massive public sphere that's telling you how to feel and how to think, it will mm-hmm. inevitably, if taken to its final effect, will lead to a social credit system. Yeah. So Italy could become the first EU nation with a social credit score. This is from the counter signal. The municipality of Bologna, Italy, is rolling out a soft social credit score in the fall, the first of its kind in Europe. So according to an article mm-hmm. from Corriere di Bologna, the municipal government is introducing a smart citizen wallet that can receive digital points based on whether a citizen has demonstrated virtuous behavior. Meow meow beans. Yep. Residents can then use these digital points for discounts and to make various purchases. Unsurprisingly, actions related to one's karmic impact are central to what's considered rewardable, virtuous behavior. They will receive benefits if he recycles, if he uses public transport, if he manages his energy consumption well, if he does not receive sanctions from a municipal authority, if he actively uses his culture card says Bologna councillor Massimo Bugani. Bugatti. <laughs> <laughs> of note, the social credit score isn't an all-encompassing one as the one isn't as all-encompassing as the one that exists in China, yet and currently remains voluntary. Rather than for now. Yeah, for now. Rather than penalizing citizens for not behaving virtuously, as defined by the government, citizens will only be rewarded The government hopes that this distinction, treating the social credit score more like a reward card, will increase the adoption of a soft social credit system. Yes. No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, I'm in favor of a rewards, like not a social credit score, but like rewarding individuals and businesses that act environmentally friendly. Like if you... If you okay. try hard to reduce your your environmental impact, mm-hmm. then yeah, sure, we will. There will be moderate bonuses. There shouldn't be punishments. Yeah, but there should be mild encouragements instead of okay, you have to switch all of your future research and development to all be towards eco friendly projects, even though they're not financially or scientifically viable. 
Yeah, I think you're like you're you're advocating for like incentives. Yes, I'm act. I'm not advocating for a social credit score. I'm act advocating for incentives. Yeah, this I, is I think like I... this is a form of incentives, but yeah. inevitably they're going to introduce it as well. It'll be incentives if you continue to remain virtuous in your behavior, but not enough people are complying, so we have to make it so that it's not optional, and that there will be negative consequences if you're not acting virtuously. Well, yeah, they they say that it's uh, that it's trying to do rewards, but like one of the things that they said in that little write up is as long as you don't receive sanctions from the municipal authority, mm -hmm. yeah, that right there is like, oh, well, you didn't, you weren't very good, you didn't behave yourself, so you don't get as many yeah, rewards. You, you, you start to wonder what sanctions from the municipal authority is. Now, protesting, course, yeah, yeah, it could be, it could mm -hmm. be protesting, it could be like disagreeing in a public post on facebook yeah that's why we connected these two stories because yeah. social media makes it far easier for, for them to the federal government so the or like the government as a whole to monitor your activity which is what they yeah. do on social media whether you acknowledge it or not it's what they do yeah. that's, that's why, they, why sent that... they have social media officers that patrols yeah, for this they, stuff that's why they police officers to that woman's house in ontario during the uh, free protests yep Hey, we're watching you. Officers to that one you said brochure telling you how we will not arrest you. Yeah, they, were, they sent officers day. to that one guy's... Was it in, like, Nova Scotia? I think it was? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, they sent officers to people in Australia. Yeah. And they arrested and her for was arrested, post. Not even for what she did, but for what she, what she was, was planning to do. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. Like, the, like you know, we're... we're like we're we're only in 20, 2021 and we're already into like you know minority report territory. Yep. Without the without the uh what are they the 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 Saiyans, the 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 three people that were I've only watched a bit of Minority Report. Oh, it's such a good movie. But yeah, basically they, they believe in, in that movie it's called pre crime. They they mm -hmm. basically arrest yeah, you know. before you commit the crime because they can predict it. But yeah, it, it's the idea here is that they want to create a society um where they basically control your life by by pun by being able to punish good and like punish behavior basically like by by forcing you to do what they want so like look at the look at the things that they said would be like this is like the government saying this is good mm -hmm. this is bad. like like riding tra public transport why is that a good thing because it helps the government? No, because they want you to be dependent on them for your transportation. Because it, cars are bad. You to use public transportation, then you're hooped. Yeah, like why is a car bad? Because it's bad. I'm like, well, what, what about a person who? What about a person who has mobility issues? Who maybe can't get to a bus station and walk home from a bus station? Yeah. Oh, they should be using a bus still. I'm like, it's it's that kind of like blind. Mm -hmm belief yeah. in, in the government like you know that they know oh, like yeah. the carbon the carbon footprint like I, I had a post this past week i basically talked about how okay so canada has some of the largest uh forests natural in areas. the world yeah natural forests we're we're essentially carbon neutral but that only we're works if canada native. well yeah but that only works if canada was in a bubble which not mm -hmm. we are in an open space and sharing the entire environment with china with India, with Bangladesh, with all these other countries that are all that are heavy polluters. polluters. And like the the whole idea is like, 
Um, until they stop polluting to the massive amounts that they're doing, yep. all of our efforts are useless. Indeed, they are. And yet you have Gibol, the Canadian uh, minister, saying that, oh, good, we hurt people in order to get our climate goals. To what end? Oh, well, you know, like it, it feels great because people are suffering, but we're, get, we're getting our goals. Yep. Like, you, you see how, how incredibly wrong this is? That they are basically like running like a like a steamroller over people, but they feel great because you know like well, people are suffering, but at least we're we're making our things work. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's a really terrible thing. So it is. By the way, I can I don't know I I can see everything you're doing right now. <laughs> oh, all oh, right, it's it's hidden. Sorry, I forgot about. That. I can only see certain things on the screen that that people on uh, watching us on. Not YouTube, cannot say. Not YouTube. <laughs> Which is true, because like, you're not going to be watching us on YouTube anymore, unfortunately. Well, again, we'll still have the live stream there mm-hmm. on, a mm-hmm. new po- on a new page, which I will link. Yeah. And that's all we're going to use it for. We're not going to post. It'll just be streams, mm-hmm. and it will be public interviews. Mm-hmm. That will be the only stuff we post to that channel, just because we are tired of making new channels. Yeah. We're tired of it. Uh, YouTube has basically made it pretty obvious that they don't want. They don't left, want they anything, don't want anything that goes left. against the mantra. And yeah, like, they want they only want leftists on there. We're, our channel is being removed. Yes, it's not going to be long before major conservative channels are taken off. Yeah, like Stephen Rebel Crowder's News is on, Stephen Crowder's on the verge. Boom. Rebel News is on the verge. Yeah. Um, like Michael Knowles and Matt Walsh are probably not going to be too much longer after that. Yeah. Like there are major channels which are going to, and it's going to be a tidal wave. And let's not forget our Canadian government is making plans to oh, yeah. completely and totally remove channels. News, like, I mean, Rebel News is, is the most obvious one, but then they're going to go after uh, True North and Post Millennial and the National, the, the National Telegraph. Yeah. Like our government is basically like, we make jokes about it, but it's it's true. It's bad. Trudeau is an absolute dictator, and he wants nothing nothing short of complete and total absolute power. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm grateful for what we have right now, but it's it's only going to be a matter of time as long as we have it. So yeah. So definitely, if you can, like definitely support us uh, by watching our videos on uh, Rumble, on BitChute, on YouTube, um, listening to other other places. Uh, I, I love doing this. This is like one of my things I, I love talking about, like politics. I'm, 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 I find it's nice to be fully informed about what's really happening. Mm-hmm. We ended up doing a lot of the hard work so that you don't have to. So, yep. Yeah. We do the research yep. and then give you yep. the sources. You can just look it up. Exactly. So, yeah. If you, again, if you find that we, what we do is, is valuable, if you find it helpful, like feel free to Let share it. Because maybe it'll help other people too. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's our goal. That is the goal to keep people informed. That's right. All right Anyways, go. I'm going to sign you us up. Finish it up. And it'll. All right. <laughs> so, well, I haven't even done the. Uh, that's going to be the end of today's show. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're following us on our video platforms, as Danny said, feel free to share, like, comment, and subscribe. And of course, be sure to check out our website, which is now still on the same side for you guys, but now I'm pointing in a different direction. So. <laughs> <laughs> it looks a little different, but that's not my mm. problem. Oh yeah, your mic's on the opposite side. It is. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, no, it's not. Because it was I. Whenever I saw it on my screen, your mic was always on the. Yeah, other I side. think it's. I think it's because my camera's. I'm yeah, using flipped. the front-facing camera instead of the rear-facing yeah. camera. Which so, is why it's not flipped anymore. Yeah. But it will be flipped probably for when we do the Thursday show. Okay. So, anyways, over there, shrewddudes.com. Check it out. We have resources. We have information on how to contact us. And we have little bios, and it's great. And, of course, mm-hmm. if you're following us on our text platforms, such as Facebook, Twitter, Gitter, and Parler, mm-hmm. then you know the drill. Like, share, echo, follow, subscribe, whatever the gist is. Just Boink. do it. I'm like Nike <laughs> today. Just That's do right. it. Just make it done. So that we can share our contents around and then more people can know and be educated about the truth. Amen. So here at the Shrewd Dudes Podcast, we always say, why be rude when you can be shrewd? We'll see you all on Thursday. Until then, have a couple great days. And as always, God bless.